things I've seen, all the things I've discovered not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Everybody, happy Halloween! My name is Lexi Morris. Uh, I am joined today by a very special guest for a one-time show: the horrors of dating. Um, you may know me, or you may not know me. Probably from Swamp Gas Uggos here on KZSM.org, the Paranormal After Hour Show with Jordan Pilkinton. But today, I wanted to do something special. I wanted to talk about something incredibly scary, which is being single. Um, and today, to join me, I have the the only person i feel like uh is really qualified to have this conversation with me um and that is my ex-boyfriend from high school emmanuel garcia oh hi there thank you for having me i appreciate that uh that intro i think that's what i'll go by professionally from now on wonderful yeah um i do like to say you guys might know him from uh from me breaking up with manny uh all those years ago um, if, if you're friends with Manny or myself in high school, uh, we used to, you know, be, be together all the time. Um, but if you didn't know either of us from high school, you probably only know him from the jokes I tell about him in stand-up. Um, so congratulations on your legacy, Manny. How does that feel? Uh, it's uh, something that I cherish deeply. Uh, I don't think it'll be appearing on my resume anytime soon, but then again, I, I really do appreciate it. Of course, my absolute pleasure. That's probably one of the other scary things of dating is uh, in this day and age, uh, you have no idea who's going to start a podcast about you or write a poem or a song about you. You write poems. Do you, um, do you think that any, any of your exes are going to ever find those poems? Uh, I think most of the people I date have ended up being very literate people. <laughs> so uh, I, I hope they would pick up some of my poetry, but I think there's some something standing in the way whether it's some sort of bad blood between us or the fact that they just don't want to pay me money to hear me talk about them in literary form but right i mean you could always hand out those those for free uh there's always that Mm -hmm. i i have been known to be gifting quite often yeah um So I I really want to thank you for coming down here. Uh, I'm actually surprised that you said yes. Not that we have any bad blood. We've actually been good friends for a long time. We dated back in high school. So it's been how, you know, four or five years since then. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. You could say that. Um, But I am, I am glad that you said yes, because it's, it's, it's pretty rare to have uh, an ex that you can stay friends with. Um, like on an actual, like in, a, in, in any actual tangible way and not just someone that you still casually follow on mm. Instagram. Casually? Casually, yeah. I, you know, it's so casual. I can't tell if that's a dig at me because I don't really have a very consistent social media presence. No, that wasn't a dig at you. That's just your guilty conscience, I guess. <laughs> maybe, maybe, sure. Alrighty, so uh, what I wanted to get into today um, while the hour is still young um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, there's always um, a joke that is made every single year. It's on TV. It's just in, in everybody's life because it's so corny, but it's also always going to be relevant when people talk about their fears and haunted houses. Oh, you know, it would be really scary being alone forever. It's like so hack, but I feel like that it comes up so regularly because that's a genuine fear that people have. So I thought we would uh, talk about that on Halloween um, just for the sake of the theme, and talk about all sorts of different things, our monstrous exes, uh, dates from hell, and of course, ghoulish ghost things um, that seem to plague us all. And, and maybe, who knows, we'll find out how to break that curse. Yeah, sounds fun. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Uh, have you ever have you ever broken a curse before? Broken a curse? Uh, I've been involved in one curse that I know of, or I guess I should say it was a hex. 
this is all we were in high school together. I think oh, wow. ma- maybe our second t- time around <laughs> at a relationship. Uh, there was this guy at a, a separate high school who asked if I wanted to go see a movie of him. And I had heard through the grapevine that he was very much interested in me. Uh, and I mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to go see movies. Mm-hmm. And that's how dedicated of a movie fan I am is I'm willing to enjoy some sort of weird alternative date for the sake of watching a movie. Yeah, you're you're you're. Not not by curious, just a cinephile. There you go. Just a <laughs> just dedicated <enough>. cinephile. <laughs> I, I went with him to the movies. I, I want to say it was maybe a, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I had seen that, you know? But I, I thought, might as well give it a second go. Maybe I'll find some references to, you know, the real lore that they're not trying to tell us in these films. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I joined him, and the entire time we were watching this movie, he is whispering sweet nothings into my ear. Mm trying to you know drive my attention another direction rather than enjoying what the actors are doing on rather screen rather than the beautiful performance of chris pratt uh, how could you take your eyes away i was blown away by that raccoon's presence that raccoon you know i i couldn't tell for the life of me whether or not that raccoon had any acting experience previous but mm-hmm. color me surprised <laughs> yes. uh so sure enough after this uh date more or less uh, nothing really happened but i found out again through the same grapevine that this individual was a little bit te- uh, teased by the fact that I didn't call or respond or ask for a second chance at maybe another movie or date, and they had put a hex on me. Oh God! I wasn't I wasn't able to figure out what exactly that hex entailed, but any time I found myself experiencing some sort of bad juju, mm-hmm. I felt like it was tethered to my you know my refusal to be connecting with this individual. So. Oh my God. It was very intense, very intense. That explains so much <laughs> to this day. It's just because you were hexed. But also, how how mad could they be that you didn't want to go see another movie? The sequel didn't come out for years later. There's no way you could have just seen any other movie. I was hoping at one point that when I heard that they were going to make a sequel, that maybe here here's my chance at redemption. Here's how I break this hex or this curse or, or what have you. But uh, I lost their number, never really had anyone else that was close enough to get in contact with them mm-hmm. so i let that i let that die as much as i could but every time you hear some sort of small voice in the wind i imagine that's it that's that's that guy he's coming back oh, yikes. he's coming back and reaching for me making me you know step yeah. in doo-doo as much as <laughs> they want me to hand up through the grave making <laughs> me step in doo-doo now that's a hex if i've ever heard one so did you did you ghost him I, I maybe I mean we never had a consistent texting back and forth kind of thing. It was just hey, uh, I wanted to know if you wanted to go watch a movie, and I responded yeah, let's go do it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it was you know I I had a great time, and I responded oh I had a great time as well. <laughs> I don't know and what else to continue the conversation. Yeah, and yours. I, I didn't you know maybe throw down goody goody Christian vibes, but you know right. I I thought I was putting down some vibes. But please don't curse me. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's hard to tell what kind of vibes you need to put out there to avoid being cursed, but that's a lesson we all learn the hard way. It is. Yeah. I think something that's really difficult is finding a way to let someone down, especially in that kind of awkward situation. Um, That's not something I had to do a whole lot lately. Uh, That seems to be happening to me a lot more. But um, there have been some really, really bad dates that I've been on. Um, I I went on a a pleasant date with someone, and then... uh, our second date was actually just us running favor. So we ran favor for him. Cause on the first date, uh, it was their birthday. And I was like, oh, of course I'm gonna, of course I'm gonna treat you to coffee. You know, happy birthday, whatever. And I had said that before. So there was never any notion that they would have to pay. And then I think the second date, they said something about only having $9 in their bank account. And I was like, that's not a problem. I'm not going to judge you at all for that. I used to run favor, not a problem. So we just ran around running favor together. <laughs> and it was the most boring thing in the whole world uh, while we were just waiting um, for more orders to come in. Um, the small talk was, I, you know, I, I like to think I can try to keep up a conversation, but when you're just not vibing with someone, it doesn't really work out mm. very well. And I remember one of the last things we said when he dropped me off, because this only lasted less than two hours. We were we were going to try to do 10 favors. That way they could get some bonus deal. If you run 10 favors, you get $100, you know, something like that. We only did two. We only did two, and he <laughs> drops me off. And during, <laughs> during that date, 
he was, uh, said something about having trouble finding a job besides favor. And I was like, have you ever looked on Indeed.com? So the last thing we said, instead of like, thanks, I had a great time, you know, hope I can see you again, whatever. It was like, what was the name of that app? Indeed.com. I'll text it to you. Bye. Bye. And then we did not talk ever. Ever. It ever. was it was mutual. But I didn't send I didn't send the the link to indeed.com. You didn't follow through. He did not ask. Oh, okay. You it's one word. I'm sure he found it and uh I wish him good luck. Definitely. There was no talk at all maybe splitting your earnings. No. No, I'm not going to No, that is such a <laughs> It's such a small amount. It really is. With favor, you can only earn so much. Um, and it was, man, that guy had $9 in his bank account. And I have a job. I don't think that would be fair. Um, besides, uh, that's, you know, there's already this stigma about paying for dates. It's like I paid for his coffee and then he, you know, drove me around. And he actually did ask. We, we stopped by In-N-Out. Okay. We stopped by In-N-Out for a favor. And he said oh. he was kind of hungry, so he was probably going to get something. And he said, do you want anything? And I said, no, I'm good. He said, you sh- sure you don't want a lemonade? And I said, yeah, I guess I do want a lemonade. He said, okay, um, do you want to just Venmo me? Or do you want to use three different cards? And I was like, I'll, sure, I'll Venmo you. He's like, yeah, it'll just be easier for them. I was like, it would be easier if you didn't, if you just paid for my <laughs> lemonade, sir, or didn't ask, jeez. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's tough in general uh, when money is always a situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, crossing that line, especially on a first date mm-hmm. or any sort of date at all, that is, you know, it's time to, you know, put up or shut up. So when, when the going gets tough and pink lemonade uh, becomes an issue, mm-hmm. there's only so far you can go. I mean, yeah. I've been I've been surprised before by going on a date with a guy and and paying for her own food, mm. which is completely fine. It's just money is so personal that if you don't have a talk about it or you don't just take the initiative to pay for someone else or they, someone else takes the initiative to pay for you, it just creates a strange sub, you know, <laughs> like subset in your mind where you're like, okay, I'm just going to file that under weird things that we're not going to talk about until later because it should be normal just to pay for your own food no yeah but that, it, that's definitely something it's the thing of money is like no one really talks about it but there are a lot of like creepy and unsettling things when it comes to money and the fact that like we don't really address it as often as we should because it's necessary mm-hmm. for no matter what we're doing whether it's eating going on dates or entertainment but money is always an issue mm-hmm. uh this kind of reminds me of a story of uh Right when I was towards the end of another relationship, right before I finished out high school and I graduated, uh, this girl I was seeing who I was planning on breaking up with because I felt like I was not offering the same level of commitment that she was and I just wasn't really as interested anymore. Uh, We had gone out to celebrate my graduation. She was a year younger than me, so she still kind of just tagged along even Mm -hmm. though she wasn't graduating. Uh, She went with me and my folks to a nice restaurant and the entire time she was hugging me and praising me, congratulating me, and it was nice. And then towards the end, we have a nice cake that they bring out and they do that whole restaurant, you know, cheesy celebration. Congratulations, it's not your birthday, but we'll sing a song and happy birthday nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Candles galore. She ends up handing me a gift in this sort of like pizza box kind of contraption. And I open it up and it's a pizza made out of money. What? It's a money pizza where the dough and the majority of the pizza is like $100 bills and the pepperoni toppings are these like like dollar bill coins mm-hmm. type deal. And I, I was shocked at first, but I thought, okay, maybe it's an optical illusion. Maybe it's something that I shouldn't be thinking into too much. I got home, looked at it, counted the money. It turns out she gave me $500. Oh my goodness. $500. That's more in scholarship. That's more than the scholarship money I got from my high school when I graduated. They gave me like a 250 scholarship for being a positive person. Right. So <laughs> I had this money. I felt bad. So she just paid her way. She she renewed her subscription to you. Bought herself some more time. I would time. imagine so cuz that last we lasted maybe several weeks more and then we ended up concluding our relationship mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> yeah <laughs> money well spent you said free trial run out please give me more more pizza money it's it's basically like buying testosterone pills and like when you get it the delivery after maybe 
a couple months waiting it really is like half the bottle and the rest of it is that weird kind of fluff that they just use to protect the pills it's it's not worth the value yeah, exactly. i have a question i have a question who's that is that a hey, ghost uh, super producer jordan uh so so wait hold on so a few weeks of your time is only worth five hundred dollars <laughs> i felt what is a year worth to you uh this these are their questions he's a was bougie man look you you guys have just met also ladies and gentlemen jordan pilkinson super thank producer. you yes um, producer fellow host of swamp you guys have just met the way manny is setting this up back in high school manny to me was was the provider who had money mm-hmm. for someone to be giving him money is blowing my mind also the term pizza money i if if i didn't already know that she was nuts i'd marry that girl <laughs> There, for sure, there was a lot of things that uh, this was the first relationship I had after you and I had finally stopped dating mm-hmm. and stopped that, that that dumb, ridiculous game that we were playing right. for so long. Right. So I wasn't interested and I felt like I was getting the golden first class treatment for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, I wasn't completely head over heels for her. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the more I continue this, the more I feel like I'm leading her on. And that's what I, it's not so much about the money uh-huh. as it is yeah. in my time okay. Okay. as it is. It's like, I don't want to hurt her anymore. So mm-hmm. I figured let's, let's get this over with. And sure enough, she came by asking for her stuff. I assumed she wanted the money. Here's the golden opportunity to find, all right, here's my redemption. Here's the money. I know I shouldn't be taking this, mm-hmm. but I asked her if she wanted the pizza shorthand. I just said, do you want the pizza? She said, she's not hungry. Before I, <laughs> before I could correct her, like no, not that pizza. She stormed off, mm. drove away, and that was that was it. Wow. You know? Well, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a longer relationship. Yes. <laughs> to you, five hundred dollars is just a few weeks. To me, that's probably that's six marriage. Months. Yeah. <laughs> six months and then a ring and then a few different. Jordan, how much would five hundred dollars extend a god awful relationship for you? Till death do us part. Till death do you part. That's right. They just put a down payment on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just missed out on possibly like a dowry, you know, that I wasn't yeah. aware of. That's the uh, the the cash, the lump sum of the two <laughs> lambs and a chicken that I'm worth. Um, that sounds like a, 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 a brutal extension to a breakup. Uh, I feel like I've had some some really, really intense, bad breakups, but then some that were so blase that it seemed like the relationship never happened. Um, and the blase ones, obviously, that's that's so much more pleasant to experience than brutal breakups. One time, I had a um, a breakup that happened. You ever you ever see someone realize they don't want to be with you in in real time? In real time, in real time. ladies and gentlemen, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> realizing someone doesn't want to be with me in real time. Um, you want to talk about uh, a monstrous ex? She was actually very pleasant. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I was the, this, I had first moved to San Marcos. I started dating someone that lived in Austin. Um, someone that had never been in a relationship with a woman before, but she had dated, she dated around all the time. She was super casual. She just did nightclub stuff. You know, she liked to, like to have fun to, to, to use her words or whatever. Yeah. And so I was the first person she ever actually dated. We only dated you know, for two months probably and broke up three different times. <laughs> the last time we broke up in person was when I had done a project for someone else. I used to do people's homework, right? I love money. Um, oh, I you was got paid for this. Oh, yeah, I got paid for this. Okay. Uh, I had to do someone's sociology homework and interview 10 different people about their sexual values. Mm. So I didn't want to interview my own girlfriend. So I interviewed one of her friends. It was a super long conversation, really in-depth. They gave me a lot of great things to use. And she asked me about the conversation. And she said, well, aren't you going to interview me? And I was like, that would make me uncomfortable. But okay. And so I started asking her these real softball questions. Just, you know, how do you see, you know, how do you view your relationships? What what does this mean to you? What does that mean to you? Easy stuff. Easy stuff. And yeah, this is someone who gave me a key to her apartment, a parking pass, and sent me links to different apartments so we could move in together. Right? This is... This is the, a U-Haul lesbian. This is a, the epitome of a U-Haul lesbian. This is... I can't believe that we're not together right now, the way that she was acting after knowing me for weeks. So this is us laying down. It's like midnight. We're going to bed. We're laying down. I'm asking her these softball questions. I'm yawning. I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. And she realizes right in front of me 
lit by nothing but the moon, that she does not want a relationship, and she only wants to have sex with people. No. This was stuff that she was just like, stream of consciousness, just saying all this out loud. And I was like, oh, um, well, I'm getting pretty tired. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, and she was like, no, 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 I'm going to keep going. I don't think we should be together. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start Did you put that in the paper? Oh, Was that in the essay? Look, we got a 98 on that paper. Um. It was it written explicitly in there? No. Were my tears on the paper itself? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes, they were. Blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> went into that, um, and it wasn't my blood. Um, you do you think at all that the moon had anything to do with that? You said that she was lit by the moonlight. She when was. This she was lit by the you moonlight. You don't think there's some sort of like presence that the moon kind of infused her with? I mean, you've heard of like things like. I don't know if this is real. Maybe it's just M. Night Shyamalan pulling my leg. I guess like she, she, sundowning and all that stuff. She realized that she belongs to the night. Um, <laughs> she is not, she cannot be tied down to any person. She immediately um, left the room and went and just um, made love to the moon. The moon herself. The moon is also a lesbian. Ladies and gentlemen, the moon is a lesbian. On that note, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to KZSM.org, your true community radio station, now streaming worldwide on the Internet at KZSM.org from deep in the heart of beautiful downtown San Marcos, Texas. Welcome back to the Horrors of Dating, our special Halloween show where we talk about all the scary parts about dating in the modern world right now. My name is Lexi Morris. Today I'm joined by my ex-boyfriend from high school, Manny Garcia. Hey. Um, what we haven't really talked about yet so far, um, it we... We've given a brief introduction to to how we know each other. Yeah. We know each other. We dated. That's how we know each other, right? Yeah. Um, it was a little bit of a, a tumultuous ending, I would guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, we dated when we were sophomores. Yes. Freshman, that, sophomore year. That, that that is true. I, I think we. I started seeing you as a romantic interest when you almost broke your arm. Uh, in a ploy to try to ask me, I think, to a formal dance. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this person, she's a. She's the one. Right. Yeah, I, I, I asked Manny to morp, which is prom, but for underclassmen. There you go. Um, I asked him to morp by falling off the stage or something like that <laughs> during rehearsal and then clutching my arm and checking to see if I was bleeding, but I had morp written on my arm. Very classique. Um, it worked, right? We went some morp. Um, we ended up, I think that was the first time we actually really hung out. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that was toward the end of freshman year. We kind of dated in the summer, weren't really official until sophomore year. Um, and then a very special thing happened my sophomore year of high school where I realized I liked women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a big deal for me, huge deal for Manny. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a landmark case for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, pe- the people versus um, sapphic urges. Um, really a landmark case. Um so I, I, I felt really bad because uh, I hadn't, you know, I didn't get to figure any of that out mm. um, outside of our relationship. I was like very, I, I, had, a, I had a friend that I uh, apparently had feelings for. I was so repressed, very, very repressed that I didn't realize I had feelings for this person until they told me they had feelings for me. And I was like, oh, cool. Is this what being gay is? <laughs> hey, I kind of like this. Um and then the immediately the next day with about I, would you say zero explanation we broke up something like that I, I think we had actually been given a, a task by our theater director uh, we were supposed to do a, a scene together for some sort of competition oh that's right and we sat down <laughs> we sat down and everyone else in the classroom was watching a, a, a video of Shakespeare and we were we were looking over scenes and I was enthusiastic about it I hadn't done a scene at funeral mm-hmm. at, at all. And as soon as I say, how about you read this character, I'll read this character. I say the first line and you say, we need to break up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not your line. <laughs> that's not your line. Yeah. Amateur here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. And the waterworks came. Mm-hmm. I ran away. I found myself like in an alley neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> adjacent from the school. And that was that, you know? Yeah, that was that. <laughs> that was that. And then I was, uh, then I was dating women. Um, uh, I, I always I always feel really bad when I think about that in retrospect because I was like, wow, we really had very special treatment in that class to be able to not do our assignment. <laughs> I was like, 
Mr. B, can I be excused to break up with Manny right now? <laughs> oh, can you write me a pass? Um, yeah, so so we ended up breaking up. We got back together, kind of. Kind of, yeah. It's, right? On it's and hard off. to tell, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we ever put a put a label on labels it really after that. Labels didn't come in the second the second wave, more mm-hmm. or less. It was just sort of all right. I I sense we're, we're putting down very similar vibes, so I think we're a thing. Yeah, um, but so what I did want to talk about also, um, Manny and I have we obviously we've been catching up this weekend. He came down to be able to do the show, which I'm very grateful for. But we've been slowly recollecting things that have happened. Um, and you brought up the the final date that we mm. had, which was look we dated we dated when we were sophomores. The very last date we had, we were on and off, was senior year. Mandy and I didn't even go to the same school anymore. We had one date where we went to the museum, and in the museum, right? This is this is the most romantic date you could possibly have. In the museum, there was a torture ex- exhibit, <laughs> and. Um, another another room dedicated to sex trafficking. Yes. And that's where we found ourselves. And for no particular reason that I was aware of at the time, I could not leave that room. Like I was glued to the things in there, which brought the it brought the vibes way down. Oh yeah, definitely. Way 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 down. Uh, I I hadn't thought about any of the, the exhibit. The museum itself, the IMAX museum. Uh, has a rotating a bunch of uh, exhibits that they have there. So every time we go in, it's something new. Uh, and there was always a big, large gap in between like the few last few times I would take you, because I took you there a couple times, maybe on previous dates. This last time, the very last time, it turns out that this first exhibit we walked into was about the Ukrainian sex slave trade. And there were still photographs of these women in these decaying rooms with garbage and just horrible environments for them to live in. And it was very powerful stuff. Uh, and you walked around and I sensed that you were really feeling it. But I was so desperate to make sure that the mood of this date was positive, positive, that I would elbow you while you're looking at this this <laughs> this picture mm-hmm. of this really sad and depressed woman. I would elbow you and try to crack jokes of this, the little SpongeBob character that I saw like in the corner that was like broken and decaying. And I was like, <laughs> he's not he's not under the ocean in a pineapple, am I right? Yeah, it was, it's like some poor child, some poor kidnapped child's last remaining doll beaten in the street. And man, you'd be like, oh, well that one needs a facelift. And I was just like, I have to save these women. I, I think I'm the only one between society and, and decay because I've seen this exhibit. I cracked a couple jokes and then after the first few, I didn't. I don't think I laughed at any of them. No, no, I don't think this, this is the state of. I did not laugh at any of them. And, I, and I, I, after the second and third joke, I realized, all right, this isn't going to work, and I'll let her just enjoy it as she needs to. And you stayed there, like you said, you stayed there for a long time. Uh, then afterwards, we left that room. We went to another room that was stained glass, and I thought stained glass is perfect. It's beautiful. It's it's really common and nice. My mother does it as a hobby every once in a while. This stained glass, though, happened to be stained glass images of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but that... I, it, remember, the, I remember the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I was there. <laughs> that, that, well, that event in stained glass does not really heighten anything in terms of, you know, perfect date material. No. I, 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 I felt... Imagine... Okay, so the way this date is going is imagine in a Disney movie... The the two protagonists, right? A Disney princess, the the boy who's just there and has no significance, <laughs> but he is the boy that's there, doing the number where they're coyly trying to see if the other person is interested. Manny's singing, I'm weeping because I can't I can't get off of this this image for all the trafficking. And then to save the date, we do what every young couple does. Go to the local Barnes and Noble. Take good. a shot if you've ever taken a date to the Barnes and Noble. Raise your hand. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, Barnes and Noble is a great place to take a date. If you don't know where to take a date, take them to a bookstore and just like walk around, point at things, have a good time, pay for their books. Very true. Depending how anti-capitalist they are, you could take them to half-price bookstore instead. That's true. Oh, there you go. That's true. That's a good one. Thank you, Ghostly Jordan. <laughs> I love the way he just comes in. It makes it feel so special. Unannounced. On the topic of uh, uh, <laughs> of dates where the mood was totally ruined, I had a first date with this one girl, um, and she just came over. We were going to watch a movie, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she picked. I was like, you know, of horror movies, you know, she liked horror movies. Let she, I let her pick. Uh, she picked Gerald's Game, mm. Uh, mm. which is by Stephen King. Um, and uh, the ending, the climax of the movie involves uh, the main character confronting the memory of being molested by her father. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Per- perfect date material. <laughs> uh, before even the end of that scene, she like pretended to get a phone call from a friend. She was like, what? Oh, oh my God. I'll be right there. <laughs> and she was like, hey, I'm like, you don't have to. You can yeah you can well, you can go she's like we should do this again sometime I'm like we don't have to yeah. <laughs> you're like what other memories are we going to confront right now <laughs> yeah. you know, i think we've hit all of them um on that topic i think um horror movies are a really hit or miss date idea mm-hmm. uh, i had a second date with a guy that i thought you know things were going really well and he decided that our second date should be watching the 70s movie the 70s art house horror and jordan correct me because i always mispronounce this suspiria suspiria Mm. we watched suspiria which is an italian movie about a german an american and a german ballet and there's witches and it's gory and it's peculiar um and we you watched the original the original yeah we watched the original and then right after that um, I was like still on my period, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a third date. I gotta do what I can to get a third date without telling this guy I'm on my period. Got the third date, but I rem- remember walking out of there and being like, why the hell did we watch that movie? That was the worst <laughs> option. God, we could have been watching La La Land. I hate men. <laughs> men, don't make girls watch Aspiria on the second date. That's mm. cruel. It's very cruel and unusual and punishment. I think, I mean, in terms of like movies not to put on uh definitely if you're really interested in a guy and you have the choice uh but you're actually trying to send a signal but you're too afraid to like let them down mm-hmm. a good movie for that i guess is uh teeth i'm not sure if you're familiar with teeth, teeth. it's uh, a sort of coming of age i thought film. guys didn't like teeth <laughs> This this movie Teeth is basically this young girl who's discovering her body and her her she's experiencing you know her sexuality for the first time mm-hmm. and she finds out that she has a rare condition where there are teeth. She can't stop giving blowjobs. <laughs> a rare uh, condition. Horrible. And all the men in the crowd they run wild. They leave. They just can't stand it. Yes, definitely. No, no. On on the contrary, uh, she has teeth in her in her genitals, oh. and this does not allow her. <laughs> To really have any sort of sexual experience, you can say vagina. Okay. You can say pussy too. Whatever works for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it a bit more medical. Uh, you know, <laughs> professional uh, terminology. I think is probably one of the other reasons why you and I never. She got really... pussy fangs. <laughs> say it. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is probably one of the main reasons. Damn why girl. Last that long. Damn girl. Your your kitty got canines. <laughs> That that in itself, I think, wasn't is enough for any sort of date to really go one direction, unless someone's interested in some pain. If you know what I mean. That's true. That's true. Know. Fellas, ladies, you're into pain. Go ahead and send us an email. <laughs> Share a comment below. Um, that I there have been a lot of things that I've watched in the background that haven't bothered me at all. A lot of people like to have music in the background on dates, mm-hmm. or or you'll be watching something. And it, it just stays on while you continue to do other things. Um, I th- the last time I was on an, a god-awful date, um, having the worst sex I've ever had in my life, <laughs> we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. All stars. Mm. Um, and I was so... Bo- it was so bad. I was so bored that... I was just listening to it, and I was so glad it was on, but I was so mad because I couldn't look at it directly because if I looked in the direction of the TV, my date would see how disinterested I was in the awful oral that they were giving me. <laughs> I was like, I was I was just looking to the side. I was like, there's got to be a mirror somewhere in here I can just peer into just to see who's, you know, what the runway outfits look like. I was mm. really love that show. That was a, That's the worst date I've ever been on. I had the worst sex of my life. And I got fleas. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's a twofer. So um, a lot of people are really worried about dating right now mm. because, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, don't think it's responsible because not only do you have to get tested for STDs, you have to get tested for, you know, COVID. Mm. Um, I should have been worried more about fleas. 
Um, I thought being quarantined in the house, I would have gotten fleas instead of going out with anybody else. But it's the old switcheroo. You never expect it, but you know, it was a wild ride. Definitely. Uh, it's uh, that just kind of reminds me of like you know, again, uh, kind of going back again to dates and the first impressions you get of them. You know, where you start off, I think that kind of sets the bar for Mm -hmm. the majority of the date. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know a couple of my friends, I had reached out to them about dating experiences they had. And one of them that caught my attention is that she, uh, my friend, she was dating this guy. And the first step they went on, they talked, parked, uh, parked their car and talked uh, nearby this water mill where you just, you know, refill your water jug. Mm -hmm. And that lasts for about an hour. And at first, it seems kind of romantic. It was like, oh, maybe there's just chemistry and they don't need to go anywhere to really express themselves. Mm-hmm. But the second date, they went to that same water mill and they parked in the same parking spot. And my friend, she was a little bit hesitant as to like why we should be staying here. Maybe mm-hmm. we can try something else, actually go to a restaurant or go somewhere for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But they stayed there. And that was the majority of the second date, too. The third date, uh, he came and picked her up and they drove to that same water mill. And he brought a, a big jug, two two big jugs uh, for filling up water. Mm-hmm. And he gave her money and they started putting water in their, you know, their separate jugs. And it was this crazy thing where he kind of would hold her hand while they were filling each other's water jugs. And he kind of requested without saying it, I need to look into your eyes and I want to touch oh you while goodness. we're filling up water. And I, I don't know, maybe this was something about, you know, set, I don't think I don't think it was setting the mood. But maybe it was just that's just what does it for this person. You I know? guess so. That sounds like the most repressed homeschool Mormon <laughs> date I've ever heard in my life. They're so afraid of even edging that they're just gonna lock eyes while they fill up water jugs. There's something that the symbolism is there for sure. He's interested in jugs. Jugs in jugs. Jugs. Filling up jugs. He'll pay to fill up jugs. He'll pay Oh good God. I mean, Why would you do if, that? I, I when you said the, my idea of what there could be in terms of symbolism is that filling up jugs is like, you know, filling up uh, breasts with milk. So maybe it's his idea that my, my, my mission is to impregnate and this is what I must do. That's And that's how, and that's really is how you impregnate a woman is by filling their jugs with milk. <laughs> um, if you blow hard enough, you send it all back through. At least there's an end game. Some people don't have an end game. Some people don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always an oh, issue. Oh, absolutely. Me. Yeah, dating someone who doesn't know what they want, it's like, dude, just tell me that you're trying to... That you're trying to put milk inside me. <laughs> just tell me. Just tell me outright. You know, be clear with me. Um, it, it, that's so strange. At first, I thought that was a very like unique date idea mm. to go to a water mill. But you didn't mention that they even filled up any water until the third date, yeah. which is like, you know, you build up to that. Yeah, I mean, it build. Hey, a build up is great. I love the slow burn, but <laughs> I I do think that is a. Such a low stakes thing. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have continued after that. That's what I felt. That the conversation was where it was at. You know, someone who can talk to you for hours at end and mm-hmm. still be parked nearby a watermill, and that's yeah, that's the exoticness of this date. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, there's something there for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, for for anybody who lives in a small town, sometimes it can be really difficult to find something to do on a date that doesn't seem like it's based around food. Mm. Especially if you're trying not to spend that much money, taking people out to eat and, you know, trying to keep offering up things to do. That can get kind of exhausting. Um, For anyone who lives in the Valley, I know that you've all been on dates where you just walk around the convention center. Because you know what? It just looks nice. Oh, yeah. It just looks, there's a fountain, there's absolutely nothing to do, but it's just not the park. Mm-hmm. Because chances are, if you're at the convention center, your last date was at the park. Because there there's four things to do, and, and two of them are getting diabetes. <laughs> I think there's also like untapped potential there that, you know, I don't think I do this often, but sometimes I'll walk around uh, Denton. Or where I'm studying, mm-hmm. and I'll find little spots, and I'll say to myself, "That's a place where more couples need to be. I need to see more young people like mm-hmm. in, embracing this area." So there's a there's a place nearby the convention center at the valley. Uh, it's the memorial for the veterans nearby. Okay, it's such more kids <laughs> need to be honoring veterans. I should see more young couples making TikToks and <laughs> smooching. I and I won't rest until I see them. The, the architecture that's built there for the, the memorial kind of like site that they have there, I think 
it's perfect for just you know relaxing and chilling. I'm not saying I need to see couples, you know, full on making out over there, but well, I'm glad you're not <laughs> saying that. I would be very worried if you were saying. But that. I think you know, having the ability to know where are some good good ideas and good places to go, I think that's always a struggle. Mm-hmm. So you know, it may not be a watermill, but at least maybe it's a memorial. You never know. That's true. Um, that is something that's really interesting to think about um, for all of you out there who are wondering, because we know you tune into this show for some really great advice from some really wise young people. Um, if you're if you're not sure what to do on a date, you do need to think of an activity in advance. Mm. the the whole The whole point of the date is to get to know the person, so you do want to make sure that you have time to talk to them. But you have to be able to at least offer something to do to pretend to do while you're getting to know a person mm-hmm. um that's i mean i've gone on multiple dates where i've just been doing favor with someone like i've said they don't always go that well but it's just something to do while you while you are with someone you know you could be playing a board game walking around what's the what's the worst date activity that you think you've ever done the worst date activity uh i think checkers um, oh god <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, Care to elaborate? <laughs> there's something about checkers that has just always rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I, I always lose. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know about this firsthand because yeah. we played last night. Yeah. And no, you're not good at checkers. You destroyed me. Yeah. And it, it's no, it's no type of games I think that hurts everyone. That when you play some when you play a game with someone who you're getting to know and it's supposed to be romantic but you keep demolishing this individual mm-hmm. or you yourself are getting demolished, mm-hmm. it just kills the mood. And that, that that in itself has always kind of bothered me. And that's the worst thing I've experienced for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about you. Yeah. But. Um, I've, uh, I've, played, I've played checkers on a date before, and I, I kept beating the same guy at checkers. <laughs> um, and it, I, th- I thought it was going to ruin the date, but I don't think that was what ruined the date. And I might tell you what did ruin the date right after we take a quick commercial break so don't go anywhere we'll be right back Mm. welcome back to the special halloween episode of the horrors of dating and it's also the only episode because it's the only one that we've ever done um welcome back my name is lexi morris i'm here with special guest manny garcia ex-boyfriend from high school thank you for having me (laughs) and of course our uh in-studio audience uh super producer and ghost run filkinton And my favorite veteran, Jason Johnson. Yes. <laughs> For the audience who didn't know he was here. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> we were just talking about some of the, the worst date activities that we've had. Um, it turns out playing checkers, really hit or miss, really mm. hit or miss. Board games can be a great idea, but, um, you know, egos are always something that you need to be wary of um, crushing that early on. You need to show your dominance in <laughs> only at specified times when it's a, when it's, you know conducive to the mood Mm. um i played checkers i played checkers with my date it was a third date i think he was going to be cooking for us um so we played checkers first destroyed him um i think it was best two out of three but the time he beat me was really close and the two times i beat him outright were really bad i just Mm. really just got him and then he started cooking while he was cooking and look we had been having a really great first first two dates really amazing um, I literally said to one of my friends before a third date, I was like, whoa, if we don't end up actually dating, I'll be so surprised the way things are going. Cause like, this is like it boy. Was it not, um, on our <laughs> third date, um, things were going well. He didn't seem too bummed about the checkers. Um, he starts cooking and then we're talking, he's in the kitchen and he's like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to stand and watch if, if you don't want to, or if, if you want to just like watch TV or we can just keep talking. I was like, no, let's just like, well, you know, I'll just be here and talk. So he's cooking dinner and on two different occasions, his phone goes off with Tinder notifications. We all know what Tinder notifications sound like. Mm. We met on Tinder. <laughs> like we met on Tinder. We know what those notifications sound like. Um, not you and I, he and I. Um, and I know that there are two different sounds, right? There is a you got a match sound, mm-hmm. right? And that's not something that he can kind of control, you know. He can't control whether or not he gets a match. He can control whether or not his notifications are on specifically for Tinder. And he also got a message notification. Mm. And we did not talk about it. He pretended like nothing happened. And I was glad to pretend that he didn't just get Tinder notifications on our third date. A very pivotal date. Um 
and we ended up uh we ended up having a pretty good date after that we didn't talk about it um he the parking at his apartment was strange uh, so i had i had driven there so at the end of the dates he walks me to my car and i drive him back to his apartment because it's so far away we had a wonderful wonderful date after after everything else um he and he was very vocal about it in the car about very specific things that happened he brought him up and then he and then on uh in between the third date and everything after i was trying to plan a fourth date and it's this is so funny to me i know this isn't what ended things at all but i my favorite movie is ladybird and he made me watch he made me watch a movie i didn't want to watch so i was like so when do i get to make you watch ladybird and he did not respond to that <laughs> he did not respond to that for a while and i was like hey i just had to keep texting him every once in a while and he was he and then he ended up ghosting me he ended oh. up ghosting me and the only reason we talked again after that is because it accidentally left a copper ring at his apartment mm. and i needed it back I took it. Off. I didn't. I didn't plant it there. I took it <laughs> off to wash my hands. Okay. Thank you very much. But it was extremely awkward. The funniest thing about that story is that you forgot how to say Suspiria again. You know. You know. <laughs> I forgot how to say Suspiria. I was gonna say Suprisia. Suprisia. The, and through the few times that you guys actually did, you know, and have these great dates, mm-hmm. you know, what made them so great? Did you feel like you were getting to know this guy a lot? Oh, absolutely. Or? Um. Yeah, I think we got to know each other a lot. Even on our first date, we got to know each other. Um, all of our tattoos, all of our stories, you know, mm. stuff. Just a, a person that you think you're really, really vibing with. Mm. Um, and then out of the blue, you know, you don't always get an explanation. I still don't know what happened. Um, but that's something that that just, I, I don't want to say it haunts me. But it's, it's one of those really, and then you never saw him again. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, uh, what stands out to me about that is, you know, this idea of like really enjoying yourself with someone and feeling like you're building this bond, but then you realize that you don't really know this person all that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually the the main I- thing that happened with me in my last relationship that I was with uh, pretty, uh, I want to say it was around fall. Uh, I had been seeing this girl for uh, about the entirety of the first fall semester. Um, and throughout our relationship, uh, I hadn't really gotten a chance to ask her any personal questions about her family, about her past, or about her interests. It was all just hit or miss when I would try to do this. She would kind of change the subject of the questions that I was asking and bring up movies or cinema questions mm-hmm. or trivia, and that would get my attention because she knew how much I love that, that that stuff. So, well, who played Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs? And I was like, <laughs> I'll tell you who it is, and I'll tell you the last three movies they were in, and some behind-the-scenes trivia as well. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot what I, what I even asked. Mm-hmm. As the relationship kind of came towards an end, uh, which I had no idea, she kind of sat me down, and she talked to me, and she said, uh, I haven't been honest with you. Uh, I'm not actually uh, going to school here. I'm actually a teacher here uh, at the university where I was going. And she... Oh. Uh, she didn't live in any dorms, so I just mm-hmm. she lived in an apartment nearby. So I would go visit her, and she would pick me up and mm-hmm. you know treat me out. Um, so I just figured, oh, okay, she's just one. She of would, the, huh? Treat me out, uh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, she would treat pay, you. pay me pay, pay for me to do uh, a lot of things for her with like I guess mm-hmm. you know homework Great papers. or whatnot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And oh, seriously? Yes. Oh. She would pay me to do all these things, but like I I just figured like she was just super intelligent and was involved in something very uh, uh, that required a lot of some work. extracurricular academics. Yes. That we all partake in. I so I found out that she was very older than I was, which wasn't an issue, but it just kind of freaked me out because she had this very young spirit, mm-hmm. and it blew me away. Uh, she said, I just wanted a romance for the semester, so I'll be done teaching. That'll be it. We'll go our separate <laughs> ways. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought there was something coming here, but now that I think Very about seasonal. it, I don't know you at all. At all. So she left me a final note, which is this poetry book mm-hmm. uh, about World War One uh, poems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And because uh, we had all m- romantic, because we had also like met when she was like auditing a, a graphic novels class, mm-hmm. uh, and so she left me this graphic novel infused of poetry uh, from poems about World War One, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, this this is gonna haunt me for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Quick question. Haunted. So you said that she had a, a young soul, and that's what you liked about her, right? Mm-hmm. 
She left you a book of World War One poetry. Are you sure you're not the old soul that was on her level instead? I I had made nothing no wrong with point. that. I made no uh, no point at all about mm-hmm. enjoying anything World War related whatsoever. One or two, <laughs> one or two. But she left me this because I guess it had something to do with graphic novels, and that's how we first met. And uh, and she knows she knew I love poetry, so I figured, all right, this has a lot of sentiment and. Re- and uh, personal artifacts within it. So I figured, all right, this is a, a great uh, uh, parting gift, so I appreciated it. But now for sure, anytime I hear anything about World War One, I, I get triggered, you know. Oh, sure. gosh. Oh, yeah, every time I think about World War One, yeah, I just, oh, man, it just hurts. It hurts It my hurts heart. what they did to me, what they did to me specifically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I think about my exes, man, man, it felt like I fought in a war. It felt like I fought in a war. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, you know. Um, that's so peculiar. I can't get over th- how ridiculous everything you just said was. I mean, I, 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 I wish I brought the book. I have the book uh, at your apartment right now. Mm-hmm. I was going to read you a couple poems. A couple World War One poems. Yeah. Are they about World War One or are they from World War One? Is it like this war, the first of many? <laughs> They're, they're a little bit spread out. Some of them are about, like, man, I experienced war, and this is what that was like. And some are like, I'm mm-hmm. in the war. This is what it's like. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I wonder how it would be like to be in World War, World War One before I even knew it was going to be mm-hmm. the first one of many. But it, it was crazy, and yeah. it did indeed no, suck. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it was touching in its own right. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, – I, I don't know how many books I have from exes. I know specifically I, I have – me and one ex did – for some reason, talk a lot about um, we try. I think we traded books on on BPD. BPD. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really, as I don't, I don't, I don't know what that said. I don't know <laughs> if that says anything, but we did trade <laughs> books on on BPD. Hmm. BPD. Yeah. I have a couple exes I should have given books about BPD <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can go ahead and keep them. There's there's no reason for me to uh, there's no reason for me to have those anymore. Um, that's strange. Uh, I think out of all the the things you would keep from relationships, there there I've I've kept a lot of things. I've kept like shirts, mm. um, mostly, um, just because like uh, I know a lot of people end up like putting everything in a box and kind of throwing it out or donating it. Or um, there have been times where um, I I I had a mug that was given to me by an ex boyfriend, and I end up like you know cathartically like tossing that and smashing that somewhere else because <laughs> smashing ceramic is awesome but um i know i i have exes that got rid of all of my stuff but i kept their shirts i was like man i look good in this shirt i don't know what y'all <laughs> talking about that's a good shirt you don't find these everywhere mm. not trying to go thrifting just to get rid of some, get rid I, of some I, old things. I in terms of like what i have i have a box uh <laughs> i think this is like one of the i the only reason why i have it right now is because i I can't reach it because it's really high in my, my closet. Well, okay, tall guy. <laughs> yeah, okay, tall guy. <laughs> it's no, a pretty it's, tall no closet. All uh, right, okay. I think it was one of the times we hung out. I think we were maybe the second wave of our relationship, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we went to go see a play, and then there was a raffle at the very beginning of the play, and I, <gasps> I won the I raffle. I what you're talking about. And it, was a thi- it, was, it came in a super nice box. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a necklace or it was some was sort of – Was this Frankenstein? It might have been. It was for sure. It was a raffle, and I won. It's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Thank you. A classic, classic mm-hmm. thing. Of life Thanks too. for mansplaining my own experience to me. Well, it was a gift nonetheless, and it looked really nice. And I thought, all right, I want this, but I'm not going to wear this. So, of mm-hmm. course, I'm going to give it to you. And you, he's like, nope. I said no. Nope. <laughs> I said that will that will not do. So no, that, thank you. But the one thing though that makes me think it wasn't Frankenstein we went to go watch is because I think uh, another one of your friends was with us when we went to go see the show, and I gave it to her. Yeah, I don't remember what. Theater. No, because I remember we, we saw Frankenstein, the play. I think mm-hmm. we saw that as friends. Yeah. And I think we got out of there as fast as we could because we could not wait to shit talk about oh, yeah, definitely. that production. If you're, yeah, who, I want to shit talk about them right now. Who? What district was that? Was it PSJA? Yes. PSJA, <laughs> if you're out there, students of PSJA um, district, um, you all do a lot of great things for theater. That production of Frankenstein was not one of them. <laughs> there I said it. I said it. Focus on your acting and not your costumes. Anyway, um, we've talked a lot about um, a lot about uh, really ghoulish um, ghostings mm. that we've been through. 
Um, and a lot of, it seems like a lot of these, uh, <laughs> these relationships you're talking about, they all seem like they, they are older people possessing younger people <laughs> with these ridiculous, like you had someone pay a dowry for you. Someone's giving you old war memorabilia. What is happening in your life that's going, making this happen? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I attract a specific type. I'm not searching for a specific type. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever comes knocking on my door, I give everyone a chance. So I mean, right. But let's let's talk about something else. Mm. Um, let's get back into. <laughs> let's uh, let's change the subject. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so we both also it's Halloween. We're both dressed as vampires right now. Mm. Um, I'm dressed as Edward Cullen, and go ahead and explain what the hell you are. I am supposed to be what is referred to in uh, Croatia as a Kozlak. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Kozlak is a Dalmatian vampire. That is all that was referred to in the facts about Kozlaks. Mm-hmm. They are just Dalmatians. So I've got this cape, uh, and I got I had part of a vampire wig, which I'm not mm-hmm. sure what makes it vampire uh, a vampire wig besides this white streak. Mm-hmm. So I, I was supposed to go for like a rat's tail, but there's no way that's fitting back there. No. So this no. is what I got going on. That's, I don't think that's very you either. <laughs> yeah. Um, for for those, I know this is uh, it's hard to describe over audio, but just picture my costume as just absolutely stunning, just really just catches the eye. Um, I'm dressed as Edward Cullen. I look hot, and also and also rich, and also just mesmerizing. So for all of you listening at home, just picture all that, um, and believe me. Um, but uh, I think that you you keep referring to old souls, and I know you said you don't have a type. But something that that Jordan and I have talked about, uh, Ghost Producer Jordan, um, about vampires is how they have two specific things that are that are very um, specialized in in vampire lore, as opposed to other monsters that can share a lot of of characteristics. One is garlic as repellent, and the other is wooden stakes to the heart being their weakness. Both of those are just incredulous, absolutely ridiculous <laughs> notions. Um, but I do want to talk about something that can be garlic. Mm. Uh, Listen to our episode, uh, Swamp Kids, <laughs> for more about vampires. Yeah. Um, really quick while we go out, um, we've only got a few minutes left here in our program. So uh, I do want to talk about some some really rapid fire things. Uh, if you if you're not sure why your your dating life is going so poorly. Um, you can chalk it up to a lot of different things because dating is horrible right now, but there might be a lot of things that we're all doing that we don't realize we're doing that is probably just repelling the people that we're talking to. Um, one of them that we can probably probably say right now is accidentally counseling person you're on a date with. <laughs> We've talked about this one. Manny and I talked about this one a lot yesterday, um, not even really in relation to what we were going to talk about today. Um, it just turns out that a lot of people that we've been going on dates with uh, have been self-disclosing a lot, and uh, it just turns into a counseling session, and that's both of our faults. Yes, that's one hundred percent both of our faults. Definitely, uh, no one really has a, a, you know, a filter. But aside from not having a filter, no one really has like a gauge. Just like, all right, that is enough to let go. Time to be a, a regular person and have small problems, not grandiose problems yeah it's like we met we met a week ago i am not gonna tell you about the last four years of my life and (laughs) summarize that all i'm gonna wait until i get insurance Mm -hmm. and i will tell that to a trained professional um that's something that i know that that i i have to be wary of and i'm gonna stop tolerating other people doing that um and then another thing that we want to talk about really quickly one of the horrible things about dating is getting back with an ex that you shouldn't be back with that's how it goes yeah yeah um take a shot everybody in the streets in san marcus i know you can hear me take a shot uh if you've if you've gotten back with an ex because um there we go um like just like mummies things that are laid to rest should not be uncovered um (laughs) And uh, you don't want you don't want this to turn into a big problem. It didn't work out for Brendan Fraser, and it mm. did not work out for Nicolas Cage. Preach it. Don't uncover those things. And then um, finally, Manny, do you have any other tips and tricks? Any tricks or treats for those at home who are or out there in the wilderness at the moment? 
For anyone who is looking for love and is desperate to not encounter anything horrific or ghoulish while they're trying to find this so-called love, all I can say is, you know, be be willing to be adaptable to whatever comes your way. Uh, if someone wants to be a bit more physical and that's what they are looking for, then if that's if you're fine with that, go for it. But if be very upfront with like what you yourself want, because mm-hmm. that saves everyone so much time and it spares you from having to become a therapist right on the spot. Yeah. So to summarize, to get rid of all these uh, other, you know, to avoid becoming a monster yourself or dealing with monsters, don't don't disclose too much. But you do want to be communicative about what you want, what you need. Uh, that way you can avoid all that crazy drama and all those monstrous first dates. Uh, exactly. Ooh. And of course, um, if you are dating someone and you do need a breakup, don't do it through trivia crack. Do it in person. Uh, thank you so much for listening tonight, guys. Of course, this was our one-off Halloween episode, so you will never see us or hear us again. My name is Lexi Morris. This has been Manny Garcia and Jordan Pilkinson. Uh, happy Halloween. Guiding you through this wondrous journey is the hypnotic sound of the twilight.